Welcome to podcast 207 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'm joined by Dave, Curtie and Matt. Welcome gents. Hello. Good evening. 207. Hello. 207. We are the penultimate podcast away from officially four years. Dun Ooh. dun dun. Four years. Oh, we probably should have done something special. Special. Oh, well. For you. Special. Um, yes, anyway, coming up, we have a quiz from Mad and a spotlight on summer transfer windows. But first, let's start with a save update from Mr. Azapardi and his sporting save, which he returned to on Twitch this week. David, yeah. take it away. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, I, I hadn't, um, up until a couple of weeks, I hadn't properly, uh, properly played Football Manager in a while. Um, and what I was playing was sort of mainly the Journeyman save. But we did have that, that sporting save that I streamed a little bit on Twitch. I smashed through the first season a few months ago. Did really well in the league. Um, I was on for an unbeaten league season and then ended up losing like in the penultimate game to some window cleaners or something. So ended up uh, <laughs> losing one game. Um, so I wanted I wanted to go unbeaten again this season. Strengthen the team to a degree. I'm I'm not sure if I've ever given uh, an update really on the, on the second season, but I did a little bit a little bit of wheeling dealing, but. Had you know brought a lot more money into the club than I actually spent, which was still good. Um, so we had a the, the winger Nuno Santos, who still he's really good to be fair on FM. I've I've used him a couple of times. Really strong winger, uh, but he was always injured for me. Uh, so I sold him for just under seventeen million. Mad piece of business. I got Ryan Gold uh, on a free um, at the start of the season. Then he started moaning. Um, and sold it for 10 million in the January, which was a mad piece of business. Um, had a few players that, you know, a guy called Fidal, who was a good centre-half for me, sold him. So we we got a lot of money for just fringe players that weren't any good. Brought a lot of free agents in, Brian Brobby, uh, who I think Mad, you, I think you yes. may have suggested him at the time. Yes, um, Brobby. Yeah, yeah, a Troyore got in on loan, and you guys know how powerful he was for me at the start of FM21, and he's been phenomenal again this season. Uh, Jadas, I got from Braga for just 300k as a backup player, who again is good business. Sandro Tonali went back to Brescia, so I signed him for about 21 million pounds, who's been again great. Um, Moikoko, I got in in January. Uh, and and Gazaniga as a as a backup goalkeeper. So like in terms of business, I brought for this second season brought sixty three million pounds into the club and just spent twenty five million and twenty one of that was on Tenali. Um. So in in terms of the league, we won the league ninety six points from thirty four games, finished unbeaten. Uh, Tiago Thomas for me finished top goal scorer with twenty three goals. Uh, won the Super Cup because we won the Europa League last season. Uh, won the Portuguese Cup. Won the Portuguese Super Cup, so we did on paper. We won the quadruple, albeit two of those were Super Cups. Unfortunately, runner up in the Portuguese League Cup, and we had a bit of a disaster in the Champions League. If I'm honest, um, obviously, I think I, I want to try and do at least another season of this uh, between now and FM22. Um, obviously, the Champions League is going to be the goal, and I thought with how well we were doing in the league, we weren't weren't just beating teams; we were beating them very, very comfortably. We got a first knockout round draw against AS Roma, who I thought on paper we we're, te- we're a team we should be beating. First leg five nil down. I've never seen us fall to pieces like we did in that game. Uh, second leg finished nil nil, so obviously you know ended up out of the tournament, but absolutely smashed it. Absolutely smashed it this season once again and. Hopefully next season, I think uh, now we it's coming to a close the game, we can sort of maybe look at transfers 
again what we'll like we'll be talking about later on maybe look at them um in sort of dupes never never policy and just go for it and try and absolutely bulk out of the squad and and see see how strong we can make it Dave, you mentioned Shadas there, right? That's yeah. the, the guy from Braga, right? That's him, yeah. Like, there's been a lot of talk about Wonder Kids and FM and, and, and real-life transfers. He must be the only one of, like, and he's been kicking it for about three versions of FM, and I've never heard squat about him in, in real life. Is anyone, like, is he good in real life or is it just in the FM world? Because I've never heard about him. Uh, I've, never, yeah, I've never heard of him much, really. He's, he's not really broken into my team as such. Because I've got better like number tens, like better attacking midfielders, but he's still pretty strong. To be fair, like I would definitely, I think at a lower end Premier League side, definitely I'd be taking a look at him for dirt cheap. Really, mm. um, still a, didn't I? I mean, I've got the game up now. Just have a quick look. I think he only yeah he only started two games for me in all competitions, and those were both in in cup games. He came off the bench in four league games. His value so only at nine hundred k again. So it's not really like he's got much sell-on value at the moment, but um, I think in terms in terms of the the club's balance, it's strong uh, uh, over a hundred million now. I think when we joined, it was like in the minuses. My um, transfer budget before the the initial budget for next season have come out are over sixty million. Um, so I know I know Ronaldo's out of contract. He said that he would be interested in joining, but you know it's uh, that amount of money. I said at the start of the save. That I wanted to give myself quite a strict wage budget, but like I just said, I think because the game's coming to an end, let's just bulk out this squad and and, and go for it. Um, because because on paper, and I think a lot of people are probably in this. I've had this situation in Football Manager before, where you're winning games, you're winning trophies, and your team's still not as strong as it could be. I think this sporting team that I've got is, is okay, but I've got a goalkeeper that I probably wouldn't take at Premier League level. I've got another... My centre-halves aren't world-class. Um, so there's still a lot of strength in the team could do, but we just... Uh, we smashed Portugal out of the... Uh, Porto out of the water. Benfica didn't even come close to us as well. So we're just a level above at the moment. So Thiago Tomas grabbed 38 goals in all competitions. Um, but then he got a serious injury, about six or seven games left to go. He, he was out for... Uh, I think he did his cruciates. Um, I think I yeah, saw that on stream, Dave. You were you yeah. were a little bit upset. Uh, yeah, I think he was out for six to seven months. But then we had Boy Coco, who hadn't had a kick for us coming to the team, and he he had a good return. So um, overall, really really enjoyable because it's just not it's not players that I've used before. Um, this FM in, in in most FMs, I've managed to keep hold of players that I think people expected me to let go quite early, like Nuno Mendes, Pedro Gonzalez, Braganza. You know some of those players, so we've just got a really good team, and they're just so so many young players. And it's just really enjoyable. What? Dave, I meant to ask Sorry. about um, Ryan Gould. Yeah, <laughs> I'd signed. I I think you probably did a similar thing to what I did with him in my Bournemouth save. Thought I needed him to fill a hole, and then managed to find someone better. So I signed him on a free. Um, once he left Vittoria, I think. And then he barely played. I think I rotated him with Jack Wilshire. And yeah. he then and both of them started crying because they weren't playing enough. Um same which seems similar to what happened with you. Although I didn't quite manage to get the ten million that you did. Oh yeah, so he, he did quite well. Um is it, I think it's Ferenc you, you pronounce it. He did quite well with them. They finished towards the bottom of the table and still scored seven goals and got three assists. 
So I thought as a backup option, I just wanted to bulk out my squad because it was quite light last season. Um, in, in terms of like attacking midfielders, because I play a 4-2-3-1, in terms of that attacking midfield role, I've got Pedro Gonçalves, who's got really good output. Mateus Nunez, who's good. But I, I, I get, he's one of those players that I look at his attributes and I don't, you know, I think the game values him a lot more than what he's sort of worth, if you know what I mean. Like we had some big teams looking at him and I'd, I couldn't quite work out why. Um, but I had Ryan Gold. And and I had Jada, so I probably signed it a little bit too too many backup options there. But he kicked up a fuss really quickly, and he, he, I'm just looking now. He played three games for me, and they're all in the cup. He didn't play a league game for me, um, so I just offered him out. I got LAFC in the end, ten million pounds. I thought I can't turn that down after six months ago. I signed him on a free, so yeah, big money. But there's a lot of players like that. There's even players in my. Um, my B team that are doing really well that I think I'll get a bit of money up for. Paulinho, who's a, a Portuguese striker, fairly well known. He's not even got a kick for me in two years and still valued at £18 million. So I've been trying my best to sell him. Um, th there's good value. Uh, Cabral, who's a good winger, I got a, a big bid for before and I started. I ended up turning it down. There's a guy called Bruno Tabata, but he it's a, it's a weird one with him because he's valued quite well. Good winger. But I think 75% of his fee goes to his old club. Not profit, just 75% of the fee. So it's not even worth me selling him. Um, <laughs> Who's the club? So, yeah, it's it's such a weird clause, that one. But it, it's a strong team. But like I said earlier, the, I think I might... I, I've, I've got a clause to buy a Dharma for about 30 million, which I'm umming and ahhing with. But he got... Uh, he got 27 goals in all comps and 12 assists from right midfield. Um, so I'm tempted to activate that. So, but well, like you had I said, success with him before, didn't you? Yeah, I played him as like a. I think he was pressing forward at Wolves before. But even as a, well, I remember I switched that four four two for a little bit and had him as like an attacking right midfielder. He's just so good, and I think the match engine just uh, if you're good on the ball and quick, I think the match engine favours that quite a lot. Um, so yeah, he, he he's been phenomenal again. But yeah, like I said, strong team could be a lot stronger. So. I think the next next time I stream and kick off the the transfer window and see what we can do. I've just signed Yadama uh, for Arsenal, just as like yes. a Plan B Ooh. option, and um, he has been excellent in like the, the small handful of games that I've either brought him on as a sub or or started him in. So yeah, I think uh, massively OP. I think I think he's one of those like AI. If you don't sign him, he'll probably go under the radar or sort of fall down not the leagues but probably not you know not be a star player at the Premier League level but if you've got him in your team and you're watching him in the match engine and so on he's he's so good to watch and I think it, all all his top attributes like again I'm, I'm about a year into the game but acceleration and pace maxed out at 20 good dribbling good strength good flair you know you're just not going to get him off the ball so you know he just got, got to get into those pockets of space and he'll just create chances and his finishing's only 10, but the, the way he puts the ball in the back of it is, is mental as well. Yeah, I signed Erling Haaland and I was like, okay, we need uh, we need, <laughs> he, we need to feed Haaland. So let's, yeah. let's stick Traore on. And to be fair, yeah. it's working so far. So. His, cr his crossing's not bad either at 14. He gets past that fullback. 14 crossing's not bad. He's got, he, he'll find whoever's in the box. So... How much did you? How much did you buy him for? Uh, Twenty-eight million, and he's come in as an impact sub, so probably happy days. Quite a lot of money for for that kind of role in the team, but we had, you know, we had it kicking around. Dave, will he still be kicking it at Wolves next season, IRL? 
I think so. I think so. There's, there's been rumours that he'll go, but I think he'll stay. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think he'll play Lacazette. I think they'll play similar to how I played um, with Wolves on FM. Like a 5-2-3, three, three like forward players. Adama coming deep to get the ball. I like the sound of it. I think Jeff Sheehan, Bruno Large have been watching the FM save earlier this year. Obviously. With yeah, us. Obviously. With yeah. So if, if you were Bruno... Um, and a bid comes in I know we're going slightly off-piste from sporting but if you were in the manager's shoes or the head coach's shoes would you accept what what bid would you accept if it came in for Adama considering you haven't really signed anyone yet yeah so this is I mean yeah like you said we are going off topic they said for Wolves IRL they were saying even at the start of the window we would have to sell someone big if we wanted to spend and Adama and Ruben Neves were those players the Adama, the Adama thing, and I've had many conversations with many people about this. If you if if you watch him play week in week out, you can see why people rave about him and why Wolves rate him. Uh, but if you um, say for argument's sake, someone signing for forty million pounds, how do you say to a, a fan? Say for argument's sake, I don't know Newcastle mad signing for forty million pounds. How can Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce convince Newcastle fans he's any good when he scored one goal and got one assist last yeah, the season? Stat, the stats aren't there. Yeah, the to stats back up aren't the price. great for yeah, him. They never have. Um, yeah. But in terms of valuation, Wolves wanted eighty million at the start of last season. Uh, it's said now they won about forty-five million, which I, I think I, I, he's a great player. But I think I would take that amount of money with um, with Trincao and Neto. I mean, he's, <clears> fairly, he's not even guaranteed to start, is he? No. Now, Neto's got a bit of a, well, not serious injury, but he's out for the first couple of months of the season. Um, but I've got a feeling he'll use Adama as a striker. Jimenez, Adama, and Fabio Silva rotating. FM dream. <laughs> dream. Well, uh, confirmed FM22 save for Mr. Azapardi there. Yeah, uh, shock. Wolves, <laughs> shock. <laughs> Imagine doing the same save over again. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Curti calls the shots, yeah. part eight. I'm not doing uh, it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> we want it back. <laughs> we never left. <laughs> Moving on to our spotlight this week, which is on summer transfer windows. Um, we had a slightly different sort of way we were going to go about this, um, but because we've had a raft of players leave or potentially close to leaving with some of these options, we figured... Um, we will uh, change the orientation of which we were going to discuss things. And it's more about how to replace players that are leaving, and particularly your, your best players. Um, obviously, FM does give you an option where you can advise that you'll only sell a player if you can find a suitable replacement, um, which can potentially cause a knock-on domino effect where everyone is then scrambling for replacements. Um but the, the the larger question here is how do you go about scouting and signing a replacement and potentially uh, with with not long left in the window to come because we'll inevitably get those options come up at the 11th hour um, in transfer windows. But some of our high-profile departures for this window, what some of which haven't gone yet, as I've already mentioned. Um, but the big thing is how, like who or how would you recruit to replace them? So option number one here, is uh, is Jack Grealish uh, widely tipped to be moving to Manchester City fairly soon? Um, maybe slightly more professionally than uh, Mister Mister Kane and his uh, not turning up for training malarkey. But um, 
how would you replace Jack Grealish at Villa? I mean, you could argue they've kind of already done it. Um, <clears throat> Curti. Exactly what I was going to say. They, they've they obviously already done it. You know, they've brought in Buendia, Liam Bailey's come in, um, Danny Ings has come in. So they've obviously gone, look, Grealish has supplied us with X amount of goals or assists or goal contributions, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and this is what we need to replace him. You know, this is what we need to replace, uh, fill that gap, basically. Um, the good thing about this, and Spurs did it a few years ago with Bale, is that essentially they've replaced the player before selling him, which I think is a really, really interesting um, thing. You know, obviously the board have gone, look, this deal's pretty much guaranteed to go through. This gives us X amount of transfer budget. Um, so, you know, go and go and get that business done before everyone realises that we've got a crap load of money to spend and everyone sticks their prices up. It would be an interesting dynamic to add to FM as well, I think. You see, you actually see it a lot. And I think in FM, a lot of people do it in football managers sort of by signing wonder kids or by signing fringe players that they know they can bed into the squad um, over a couple of seasons. But if you look at Leicester City's business, they do a similar thing so often. Yeah. So for argument's sake... Uh, Wesley Fofana, they signed a couple of years ago, just before I think Maguire went, um, and so obviously had well, Fofana, you know, waiting in the squad, and then Maguire went, and Fofana could go straight in. Same's happened with the midfielders. Uh, I think they brought that Samari in, uh, and you know, a couple of other players, long term, either Madison or Didi will probably go in the next couple of years. And the same thing with Jamie Vardy. Obviously, Vardy, you know, he's not got you know tens of years left probably got two two or three years left in the tank at, at Leicester you'd imagine signed Pats and Daco who's got another sort of eight nine ten years there so they they plan for the future a lot um but I think in football manager you know it's not just about the the immediate future I suppose with the with the sense of Jack Grealish and so on I think uh, a lot of us do forward planning without actually thinking thinking about it quite quite often really Picking up on Curtis's point, he mentioned about the assists and goals that Grealish may have offered. Uh, I did have a bit of a quick prep for something else that I've been sort of looking at. And interestingly, I think Grealish has posted six assists. That's the most he's posted in a season. Um, in comparison to Buendia, who's like had what 15 uh, or 15 assists and 17 goals or 17 goals and 15 assists I can't remember I can't find the bit of thing that I was looking for but it's admittedly in the championship but they're arguably replacing those assists with potentially a lot more and Buendia isn't like an untested entity in the Premier League either so very different kind of player but arguably could be more valuable um, although he has come at quite a a price much more difficult to quantify with uh, losing Grealish though would be obviously the amount of free kicks Villa would get in dangerous areas and how many chances they create from set pieces mm. as a knock-on of that because he's been the most fouled player in the Premier League the last two seasons I think by a by a distance um, so and you know you saw it with England in the Euros him him sort of carrying the ball and and being very, very clever with his body positioning to draw those fouls actually creates a lot of not only respite for for the defence, um, but also potential scoring op options uh, via those set pieces as well. Because City are known for making the most out of set pieces and have <laughs> centre-halves that can really take advantage of those. 
and a guy who can take them pretty well as well. <laughs> De Bruyne, right? Uh, I think as well, the other thing to add with Grealish, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're talking about the stats element, right? You want to replace those assists, potentially the goals, potentially the fouls won, the key passes, the dribbles. He's also captain, isn't he? Right, so you're, you know, if you're flicking back to FM and you're like, shit, I got to replace my captain, my chief creator, most fouled, like that, that's a tough one to probably do. Um, and I think going back to Dave's point on Leicester, you you wouldn't want to be doing this with two or three days left in the window, um, you know, if it happened. Granted, the cash is great, but, you know, uh, Joe's already said players have a price and you, you see it every now and again. Should you should you always be planning to lose them? Uh, and and have that cash and uh, rather than thinking you can hang on to them, I've fucked up in Bologna two twice or three times now already, um, and even just recently, it's a bit of a spoiler, but I've I've had it happen with Tomiyasu, who's our best defender. But a couple of days before the window, massive bids come in from the board of accepted, and I'm screwed because I've no replacement plan. So uh, yeah, troubles are brewing in Bologna. <laughs> on a side note, well, thank the. Uh <laughs> take the bolognese or the ragu off the stove <laughs> anyway uh moving on then and uh, because Grealish is potentially going uh, we've already mentioned him a few times uh emiliano buendia has left norwich to go to villa i think this is more of a uh, this is arguably a more difficult they have signed a player to replace him but again very untested at this level and norwich have a have one of the the I would say best sporting directors, um, certainly in FM terms, uh, who is and that they they have a model that they that they use to to bring players in, and they're losing a lot of players at the moment, and especially to a divisional rival, they might even be losing Top Cantwell as well, which is not ideal because I'd have thought he would be the man to step up and replace Wendia more frequently, but. How would you go about replacing lots of assists and lots of goals, um, admittedly in the championship, but it, they're going to play the same way in the Premier League? Uh, Daniel Fark is not going to, to change that. It's a, a philosophy that he's sort of instilled and played in the Premier League before they were relegated back down to the championship again. I think you'd normally have um, you know, a plan in, in, in place. I think you, you expect those bids to, to go through. And I think a lot of the time clubs would when it's still fairly early where that sort of deal went through i think clubs do appreciate that you've got to give them a little bit time to to have a look for a replacement um especially in football manager terms i think you have to look at the value and sometimes i think we we've we've players like like mad said some of them every player does have a value and sometimes offers are too good to turn down um, but at the same time, the money that you're getting, is it enough to get a replacement in of equal or, or better value? Um, so there's a lot of things that you've got to consider, really. Sometimes you are lucky enough where you get a good amount for a player and you've already got a ready-made replacement. Like I said earlier, you know, you've, you bought players the year before that you, you were expecting to sell a, a said player. So um, there's a lot of factors and, and, and so on with it, really. But like you said, Matt, Norwich... It's it's a weird recruitment system for me, really. I don't think in real life terms, and it's I suppose it's the same with football manager. I don't think they're going to get very far very quick if they are cons- consistently selling their players. Thing is with with Norwich, obviously, you know, I mean, they're probably favourites to go down this year. I would imagine, possibly mm-hmm. between them and Watford. Um, 
and they've they've kind of spread that Buendia money out a little bit. They've obviously brought in Mashika. <clears throat> I think they've brought in a couple yeah. of defenders, Ben Gibson, um, uh, Angus Gunn, I think. But it's um, it's almost as if they they're... spent eight million, eight million on Ben Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> is that this summer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. proudly oh, waste of money. Panic buy in um, the middle of the summer. Their their main striker <laughs> is still Timo Puki. Um, with I think is it who. Jordan Jordan Hugill as his backup. I mean, Jesus, it's almost like they're just going. Look, if we can stay up, then that's a bonus. But if not, we've got parachute pavements. We've signed these new guys. We're going to be in good shape for a, a championship uh, campaign next season. So I don't know. I, like Daniel Fark, I think is very very good. I think he's a very he's quite a shrewd character. Um, if Campwell goes, then it's they're really really struggling. I think bringing it back to FM, I would like FM twenty one has been pretty good at. They've built on how you can go about kind of structuring better loan deals with fees and with optional, like with with monthly payments and and also optional fees. So, if I was in FM doing this, I'd be I'd be loaning someone in that's probably a little bit kind of better or out of our price range, hoping to get that optional fee, and hoping that they're interested by the time you finish that first season if you survive. But as you said, Curti, um. They've got a big task ahead of them. They also have Adam Ida. We were talking about him a while ago. Uh, if he's if he's going to hang around, uh, I'd love to see him get some game time. Uh, but that's just because I'm biased and I'm Irish. Byrish, Byrish. Does Byrish does that work? I don't know. Um, let's move on to someone else, and that's Ben White. So the subject to a pretty hefty transfer fee um, moving to Arsenal, but obviously a key component to how Brighton played and very much has sort of attracted suitors because of his ability on the ball uh, as well as his versatility. This, I think, leaves quite a large hole for Brighton to to replace. And I would argue they maybe don't have the, the attraction that other other teams might have. They, they've sort of struggled. They play relatively attractively. Um but they've not yet replaced like him directly. Who who could you see Brighton bringing in, or what type of player can you see them bringing in? Like I I'm trying to think like quickly who who is an option for them considering like they're not going to spend crazy money. They don't spend crazy money on players. They tend to get either loans in or spend significantly less and and tend to they'll redist redistribute that wealth across a number of arrivals versus uh, just by one new big player again I guess like I'm, I'm thinking I think about Brighton's defenders and I'm thinking Lewis Dunk Dan Byrne Shane Duffy big strong a little bit awkward um, great great for the all set pieces um, but Ben White wasn't that right Ben White is much more a football player right um, so you're obviously thinking ball playing defender there I guess um, uh, someone who can obviously play, like get the ball at the back and do what Graham Potter wants them to do with the ball, which is not hoof it away, um, and and that kind of no nonsense aspect. But like that, I'm I'm trying to think who who could they get that's that's even remotely close. Um, sort of str- struggling a little bit to be honest, without having researched it, obviously. But I'm been, definitely leaning towards re- that ball playing element. They've been rumored to be like looking at Nat Phillips from Liverpool, apparently. Mm. apparently. But I feel like they will have to 
bring someone in from like basically not an English club unless they're going to dip into the championship, which they have done with the likes of uh, of Mopé uh, and bringing him from Brentford. Uh, whether whether they can have the same sort of impact or bring a similar sort of play, I guess maybe actually we're talking about him before um, is the centre half that um, Liverpool brought in and then haven't played. Um, ben Davies is, is Ben Davies. Uh, so it would be interesting to see if he maybe would go there. Similar sort of player, a bit older, um, but wouldn't cost an arm and a leg. And can play a similar sort of style. Whether he has the, I mean, he's certainly not going to be Ben White, but that's the sort of transfer I could see happening potentially. And that's maybe what I would look at doing if I like in an FM, look for a player out out of favour with another club that is definitely not going to get game time, um, but cheap enough to be able to not sort of dent too much of the the transfer budget. I don't know if he quite fits that bill, but someone like Kabak as well, who was at Liverpool last year, mm-hmm. I think Schalke are absolutely desperate to get rid of him. I wouldn't mind someone like Walls going for him, really. But I think with Brighton, I know Mad suggested you know their defenders earlier. And I know Ben White every now and then was actually played on the right-hand side, like as a right wing-back uh, in a few games last season for, for Potter. Um, but in FM terms, again, you know, if, if you've got adequate players there if he went with a four at the back and he's got um, a dunk and he's got Duffy there um, and I've seen you know that they're probably going to be spending this pot of money now they've got I think it's Mark is it Cucciarella the right back who's pretty pretty good calibre oh, yeah well and, yeah, I know, yeah. I, and uh, Dupes mate Nunes Nunes as Duke calls him Nunes. I'm pretty sure they're going for him as a striker <laughs> as well and like you lot saw the XG, you know, I'm a big fan of the XG now, all of a sudden. You saw their XG last <laughs> season. It was mad some games. So they just need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. So if they can go from having a defender who, yes, he's a good player, but possibly wasn't, you know, Brighton's, you know, be all and end all last season, and can then all of a sudden improve two or three areas with that money, um, you know, that, that could benefit them long term as a club. I think the bigger issue that Brighton have is that they have a very instilled philosophy that they've played with since uh, Graham Potter came in and with well less than 2 weeks until the start of the season how much like whoever comes in they've got potentially a lot of adapting to do unless they're able to sign a like as a like for like or someone who plays from a team who plays in a similar way um because I think when Graham Potter first came in, we could see it took a while for things to settle down. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with that money they've brought in. Um, right, let's move on then. I think probably to our our last player and Curti. Actually, no, we've two more, two more. Sorry, Curti's um, gonna like this. Um, Myron Boadu. Oh, obviously. What, a love of yours, Curti. Well, I mean, th- this AZ team is going to be completely different to the one last year. Boadu's gone. Stengs has gone. Re- rebuilding AZ could be the save for next year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, like uh, the way I, I coped with losing Boadu in my AZ save last year was to go and buy Esposito and Fabio Silva for, uh, yes. for, for less money than... Man City paid for Boadu, so 
I don't know. Uh, I guess I kind of um, I took a bit of a shortcut there, maybe. But it, it was a network save against Herb, so what can you do? But also, didn't you probably made quite a lot more than the fifteen million that they made on Boadu? Was it fifteen million? Fifteen million, yeah. Just see, I got I got eighty. So who's you know? <laughs> yeah, for for the pair of Stengs and Boadu, they've. They've made like basically nearly twenty nine million. So, I mean, that, to be fair, that's probably a bit more realistic, isn't it, of the kind of level of uh, Dutch football? And uh, you know, AZ have had not not the greatest season, I don't think, last year. Um, even though Buadu probably was a standout performer for them. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's one of those, isn't it? Because it was it. Who was the the last Wonder Kid striker to go to? Was it Pellegri? Went to Monaco in real life. And where, what happened to him? Yeah, exactly. Where is he now? So, <laughs> fingers crossed, Buadu yeah, uh, does not suffer the same fate. It's kind of you're looking at the Dutch league there. That's so we said Buadu, Stengs, um, Malen is obviously gone to Dortmund. Like you're you're kind of arguably the three best players in the league there, right? And it's and a Carter, breeding you know the ground, though, isn't it? The yeah, Dutch it league has always been a breeding ground. You know that, that this is a tale as old as time, really. Yeah. Um, Dutch, you know, young Dutch prospect goes to one of the top five leagues in Europe, and then a couple of years later, you've got another one coming off the conveyor belt. So, um, and then they go back because they haven't made an impact. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there is another guy. Um, I don't know if you've used him. FM is is Mohammed Ihatarin. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, if he, he's he, like, and I've not seen a whole lot. I've looked at a couple of YouTube um, videos. Definitely next. Him and Gravenberch, I suppose, are. Uh, if you're fans of those clubs, it's that kind of you know keep those boys locked up inside. Can you just can you just pronounce those. that again? Gravenberch? No, no, the other one. Um, Ihatarin? No, am I doing it wrong? Ihatarin? I don't know. Ihatarin? Is it Ihatarin? 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 I don't know. Yeah, good player. Um, I in fact in my AZ save, I replaced Calvin Stengs with him. So there you go. Nice. Is like from your knowledge of AZ, Curtis, is there anyone that they could potentially promote from within rather than signing? Um, they have got quite a few good players coming through their youth team. Kenzo, uh, I used to call him, um, what did I call him? I can't remember what I called him now, but he is because he's got a weird surname. Goodmine um, was very good. They've, to be fair, like if FM's anything to go by, their youth system is pretty solid and um, they should have players coming through. And uh, it's it's one of the, you know, obviously the Dutch league is always going to be a selling league. Um, but like I say, the youth systems, there's there's always someone coming through. It's just a shame really, because AZ have got, in, got them into, into a position where they're sort of consistently challenging in the top three in the league. And um, you just hope it's not going to have too much of an effect. Okay, and our final player is Danny Ings, who moved today on the day of recording um, to, well, from Southampton, which I think is quite a big, big hit for them, and to uh, Aston Villa, uh, as we've already mentioned. They're sort of spending, uh, or at least preeminent spending, of the Grealish money that they have yet to make. I mean, I guess that there's an, a separate issue there of what happens if he doesn't go in the end, for whatever reason, he has a change of heart, um, a la Fabian Delph, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but Danny Ings, I think that's a, a 
big hole for Southampton to need to replace. Last season, when he was out for a while, they dropped off considerably. Uh, like he, they started the season really well, and then they went off the face of the earth, completely fell down the league, and then once he came back and started scoring again, they picked themselves up. So he is a, a big hole. Apparently, uh, rumour-wise, they're potentially putting an offer in for... Uh, Adam Armstrong from Blackburn, which I, I'm expecting Armstrong to go. This is a separate, this is a side, but uh, I'm expecting him to go at some point before the season starts. Um, but I don't know if he's the right player to replace someone like Danny Ings. Uh, any any takers on what you would do to replace like a very prolific goal scorer? Panic. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> Shit the bed. I think I mean I'm looking at it without going into the type of football or look or the type of striker. Someone's got to buy odds on Edward from Celtic. They're in the mud. They've just missed the Champions League. Um, he's a goal scorer. He's done it at a pretty high level. Southampton have a track record of bringing guys in from Celtic um, and then doing pretty good. I think Wanyama was one maybe, and also Van Dijk yeah. of course. Um, so uh, he's been linked with Brighton. He he was long linked with Leicester, and then they've obviously went with um, with Dhaka. Um, and I think Brighton maybe Palace. But if I'm Southampton, and I, I don't even know how much they've got in for Ings, if there's if there's much cash there, but I'd be Th- all over thirty two million. Over him. Uh, yeah, I'd be going straight to straight to Odds and Edward. Get him in because um, there's never a better time to to hit Celtic while they're down um, after missing on the Champions League. I think. Goal scorers is just one of those things on football manager there. <clears throat> I think you've got to strike lucky with it, really. Um, you could have, have a 30, 40 goal a season strike, and if you decide to cash in, there's no guarantee that anybody you bring in is going to get that, that those sort of goals. And I suppose it's the same in real life. You know, there are players that consistently hit those levels, but every now and then, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to bring in a new player and they're going to hit the ground running quite quickly. So... I think football manager it is one of those things where you just sort of pray and hope. Um, and, you know, there's, there's plenty of big ballers out there. It's just how you approach it um, to, to replace said player. Like I think I spoke about it a few weeks ago. I had an offer of about 80, 90 million for, for Fabio Silva, possibly even more than that on, on the journeyman save I was doing with Wolves. And that was a crazy offer. But then I was looking around and I just thought, he, he got me a good amount of goals. I was looking around. There was no one that I knew that could match that amount of goals for that similar sort of value, really. So it's uh, it's always a tricky one with goal scorers. I mean, I, I had Southampton to probably get relegated even with Danny Ng, So God knows what they're going to do now. <laughs> but um, if, this was, if this was an FM and I had a bid that I absolutely couldn't turn down just before the end of a transfer window, um, I would be, as I say, hitting the panic button a little bit. I'd be looking for players that were transfer listed because sometimes you can pick up, you know, you can pick up bargains on the transfer list um, or, you know, that, that elusive loan deal. But horrible situation for them to be in, to be honest with you. You know, he was their top scorer last year. I think Che, che Adams, um, you know... It, I don't know if he's the man to lead a line in the Premier League, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just think I, I think it's a it's a it's bad news. Bad news for Southampton. It's a big hole to replace. But hang on, they have signed Theo Walcott, so yes. maybe it isn't so bad. 
<laughs> if they just get James Ward Prowse to score fifteen free kicks, they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, th- I think they, if they don't fight, I would have thought, knowing that that's that like thirty-two million is all they're getting, that they will have had a plan just in case because they were. Like, he's been rumored to be joining a lot of teams this like this closed season. So you'd have thought they had they would have at least one or two irons in the fire, but obviously proof will be in the pudding. I think a percentage of it has to go to Liverpool as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, probably well. quite a high percent. I think it's like forty percent or something ridiculous. Jeez. So realistically, what what's what's you know maths people? Um, well, it, it depends 20, what the, 20 it million? depends what the clause was. Whether it's forty percent of the transfer, forty percent of the profit, you know, it, don't profit, really know, really. but. Um, you know, you'd still like to think that of that thirty-two, they'd have at least sort of twenty to spend, which isn't a lot, really. No. In, in, Not to replace Danny Ings, no. Which is which makes the the Adam Armstrong link a bit more plausible because that's the sort of money you're likely to. So Norwich link with him as well, mate. Yeah. So. The highlight of yeah. the highlight of that signing is uh, I saw a tweet from a, I think it must have been a Villa fan saying that he's going to get Ings on the back of his shirt and then he'll just have a little M that he can take put on and take it off for Ings <laughs> and Ings. <laughs> Cheap. What about the numbers though, that kind of <laughs> he doesn't care about numbers. He's got no principles, well, no morals. He should. He it's should. No numbers. Is that because he actually after? Is that because he's burned his Grealish shirt yeah. on Twitter? <laughs> oh, the blowtorch. Yeah. Chiefs. Right. Well, there we go. That that pretty much rounds off that sort of discussion I, I guess we kind of went a bit real a bit FM but I think it's always inevitable um, but one thing I hope that we can see in future FMs is is more of the, the surfacing of the domino effect when we see like uh, the transfers all of a sudden this goes on then this goes on and this goes on because one player moves and everything's waiting for that one deal to go through and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose like we've kind of seen uh, today really even if I don't know if there is like news articles when a player signs and it's just like little stuff like uh, Manchester United ended up signing this player due to them selling this player to Chelsea for X amount. Just little. We, have, we, so we do. Yeah, I think something like that would be nice. Just just uh, because we you kind of do like you can trace it yourself. You know when yeah, you get course, like yeah. the like the the uh, transfer update screen on the uh, not 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 necessarily as a news item but you look through it and see big transfers and you you have a, a few down the side and it, you can see that oh he's gone to PSG for that amount which meant that they've down signed yeah, x yeah. y and z because using that money but it'll be nice just to see it a bit more of a bit more of a, a focus on that just from my perspective anyway but that's wholly selfish of me anyway um that finishes that gentlemen but we do have a quiz from Mr. Mad FM. It's time for the quiz. This quiz was uh, written when I thought Joe and Dupe would both be here. <laughs> this so, is going to go well then. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> going to go well. More so, more so um, just for time. But look, we'll see how we go. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll put a cap on it uh, of about 10 minutes and we'll see how far you get. So it is a transfer window themed quiz. Um, so what I'm going to need you to do, uh, basically going to be shout your name. Um, we're going to make our way from this year backwards through the transfer windows to the summer transfer windows and I'm going to be looking for the most expensive transfer of each window globally um, I'll help you along the way so I'll you know I'll give you the year uh, if you're struggling I'll give you a bit, I'll give you the nationality might give you the selling club might give you the buying club 
if you can give me the fee within the closest kind of within a million, I'll give you a bonus point as well. And Dave, you'd probably be good for about three, four seasons, and then yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Then it's going to tank. So we'll see how far. Look, the other part is we'll see how far you can go back. I have a <laughs> list here that brings us all the way back to 1993, but I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to get that. Leave a bone. Exactly was. We might need Joe or Duke to dial in when they get back. <laughs> uh, right. So basically, we'll just go with shout your name first. Um, as of today, we're going to start. Most expensive transfer in the 2021 summer transfer window. Curti. Curti. Jadon Sancho. Jadon. The man himself. Jadon Sancho. <laughs> that gets you a point, Curti. And for a bonus point, can you give me his fee? And we're going to go with the fee will be uh, in the currency of the buying club. So in this case, it'll be pounds. Oh. Um, oh. Was it 75? Something like that? 75? I'm going to give you a point. I've got 76 million in front of me. So nice. I'm going to give you a point. Two points for Curti. Right. 2020. If I don't get a guess, I'll give you a nationality. Three, two, one. German. Dave. Dave. Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz is correct. Gets you a point. Can you give me a fee in also in pounds? Uh, possibly a bit low. I'm going to say like 68 million, something like that. The correct answer is 72. 72. Oh, so I can't give it to you, dude. Just a, sorry. Right. 2019. 30? Portuguese. Curti. Oh. Oh, oh, well, that's thrown me. <laughs> um, what did you say? I said Portuguese, so it's open to the floor. Uh, hold on, no. hold on. Uh, 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 <laughs> five seconds is gone, yeah, Curti. Yeah, Come yeah. on. You know that you set the rules once. Don't bring down the tone of the quiz, Curti. Dupe isn't here. Oh, I know. Uh, he Matt. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, Curti. Incorrect. Curti. Oh. Um, the Atletico guy. Jao Felix. Jao Felix. Uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. Can you give me a fee in Euros? About a hundred? 120, in it? 127, according wow. to my reliable That's analysis. ridiculous, man. <laughs> right, let's go back to summer 2018. Can we go to the 96? 93. <laughs> <laughs> if, we can, if we can make our way through, guys, we have time. Genuinely, like, I, I don't really pay much attention to to like transfer fees like when I was five yeah sure but like now <laughs> couldn't give a flying he's slandering like, your quiz here Matt do you play a football management game Matt um, yes but so, <laughs> I also that th- those fees aren't necessarily <laughs> true that true that <laughs> exact so we're going we're in 2018 French Curtis. Dave Dave in my ear <sighs> Mbappe Mbappe is correct gets you a point oh, so I was, was going to say Griezmann Oh, how much did he go for now? I don't even... Is it as high as I think? You know, like 80... Uh, like 90 million, something like that. I have in front of me 145 million euros. Wow. Mad. What? Insane. Next, 2017. Brazil. Oh, Curti. Curti. God, that's the Neymar year, right? Neymar North Star. Gets you a point. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what did he go for? Uh, it was close to close to two hundred. 
I'll say one nine five. So what I have in front of me, and I had to look it up a couple of times, I have two hundred and twenty-two million euros. I was say two twenty. What? Yeah, Fucking in hell. euros, which I think is probably about one nine nine in pounds. That is crazy. Mad. It was signed on a technicality. Insane. Um, because he wasn't actually signed for a transfer fee, but there you go. Because his name rhymes with North Star. Uh, no, more 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 backhandness <laughs> and uh, working around FFP nonsense. But there you go. What a surprise. Um, cool. We're going to go back to summer 2016. French. I'm out, I'm out now. French. Dave. Dave. Is this one Griezmann? Incorrect. No, it's too early, isn't it? Did you say French? French, yes. I know, I know it is now, I think. Was it too early? We'll give the lads 10 seconds and then we'll let Dave Bowes back in. Because I'm a nice guy. Are you no, no more clues? No. Do some clues. Okay. Clue, cl- clues opened up after the first guess has gone. Yeah. Okay, so French. I'll give you the buying club. No, just just go what league you move to, I reckon. Okay, move to the Premier League. Dave. Dave. Oh, I think it's too early again. Pogba. Pogba is the correct answer. Oh. 2016. Yeah. Can you give us a fee? Dave, you weren't even mm. born then. You don't no. know that. <laughs> I'm going to go about 80 million again. 94 million pounds. Oh, these fees are mad. I didn't realise some of these were as high as this. It's insane. Right, let's what? speed things up. 2015, Belgian. Curti. Curti. Lukaku. Incorrect. Dave. Nerd. I heard Matt. Nerd. Nerd. Yeah. Uh, De Bruyne. De Bruyne is the correct answer. Can you give us a fee? 86. I have 68. Just the other way around. I was going to say fucking 68 as well. (laughs) I was going to fucking say it. I don't know the numbers the wrong way around. That was 2015. He went from Wolfsburg Wolfsburg to Man City. Um, Right. 2014. Uruguay. Dave. Curti. Oh. I got a full name from Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Suarez. Luis Suarez is correct. 2014. Can you give us a fee from Liverpool to Barcelona? Oh, I don't have a scoop. 70 million. 82 million euros. Oh. Next, we have 2013. Is he Welsh? Dave. Dave. Bale. Gareth Bale, Tottenham to Real Madrid. Yeah. I, I've not got a Scooby on these values. Uh, I'm going to go about 120 million on this. 86. Yeah, it was 86 or 89, wasn't it? I was going to say 80 something. In Euros, I have 101 million. Oh, Fuck me. Probably not a million miles away. Fuck um, Let's see how we're doing for time because we could go all day. Right, we're going to go, we're going to go for five more minutes. Right. Next, <laughs> we're going to go 2012. Brazilian. Dave. Dave. Might be a bit late, but Kaka? Incorrect. Nerd. Nerd. Oscar. Incorrect. Oh, that's a shit. Oh, unlucky. Good show. Dave. Dave. Neymar again. Incorrect. We need some clues. We need some clues. League. League. That doesn't help. Dave. Dave. Come back in. Tiago Silva? Shout and a half. Tiago Silva yes. is the correct answer. Do you have a fee? 
it's can't be too high, isn't it? 65 million. 42 million. A low oh, year. That's though. quite low, man. Dave, low uh, that year. Dave, what website you got up, mate? So just mate, so I can look as well. Uh, yeah, this isn't Deep and Joe here. So. I had about the four link, guesses there before I got it right. <laughs> right, we'll go 2011. Argentinian. This is a test for, tester for you. Nerd. Nerd. Aguero. Incorrect. Dave. Fuck. Dave. Di Maria. Incorrect. <sighs> Moved to League 1. To League 1. Moved from Italy. I tell you now that this is the toughest one of the bunch. He moved from Palermo to PSG. Nerd. Oh, fuck. Ah, I forgot his name. (laughs) No. I can picture his pissing. Pastor. Javier Pastore. He's correct from Palermo to PSG. Can you give me a fee? 65. Can't be that high, surely. 42 as well. 42 million euros. Cheap. Right, I'm going to give you three more French. three more years. So, 2010. Spanish. Could be anyone. David v- Oh, Dave. <laughs> David. <laughs> Fernando Torres. <laughs> Correct answer. <laughs> 50 million. I have 52.65 million. Oh. So just outside it from Liverpool to Chelsea in 2010. But it gets you a point. Second last one will go 2009, Portuguese. Dave. Dave. Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo is correct. Got to get up early in the morning to catch Dave, lads. Have you got a fee? Uh, was it like 80 million? It's probably way more than that. 94 million euros. <sighs> last one. Brazil, 2008, Brazilian. Moved to the Premier League. Nerd. Nerd. Oh, I don't think Ramirez. No, it's too early. Curti? Ramirez? In, it's not Ramirez. Curti? No. Is it Rubinho? Rubinho oh. is the correct answer. Oh, Deadline day. Deadline day. Deadline day. I, know what got got I thought he was a couple of years earlier than that. It was... Um, 30-something, wasn't it? 32.5, I thought. Th- 32.5. Okay, We've got thought. 38.7. Oh! <laughs> He's reeled him in. <laughs> <laughs> He's a... He's a... <laughs> Book, line, and sinker. Right, can, can we just do 1996 for completeness? Okay, we're going to throw 1996 in uh, as a bonus pointer. 1996. Dave. Nerd. Ronaldo. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> <Dave>. <laughs> Dave, uh, uh, I, I was I was just gonna say Shearer because that's what I thought it was. Shearer is the correct answer. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Ronaldo was twelve point eight million or something ridiculous. Oh. Mm. Oh, Shearer was fifteen. Fifteen on the nose, indeed. Right. So we'll do scores on the doors. So in third place is Matt on two. Chuck. Curti is in second place on five and out on his own. Dave has a party with eight points. He's got no life. <laughs> Transfer just got, I've just got that FIFA FIFA 12, FIFA 13 knowledge here, trying to remember nas- nationality flags. 
I'm gutted I didn't get that Oscar one because I thought I'm going to keep uh, I'm going to keep some of those ninety ones for another day, Matt. We'll, we'll start from the nineties and work away. Do that I'm one when a, I'm not here. I might have a chance. <laughs> Dave wasn't born. No one yeah. cares. Anyway, thank you very much for doing that, Matt. Much appreciated. Right, that does bring episode 207 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting weestreamfm.com, which will be having an article about Wonder Kids very shortly, won't it, Paul? It will indeed. Yes. There is a thing. Who's Paul? (laughs) Five, seven. (laughs) Peter. Five. Can I finish this, please? <laughs> Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most of the popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week where we'll be officially recording four years. Four years of Five Star Potential. Oh, the bloody ticks. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. That was fun without deep, wasn't it?